things are afoot at the Circle K. chosen one to host the show, but hosting is a full-time commitment, and he's been a little distracted lately. Trinity. See what I'm talking about? Listen here, you beautiful bitch, I'm about to fuck you up with some truth. Watch the sass, Captain Sassy Pants. Yeah, you're kind of spazzing out, dude. You haven't answered my question. Yes, I did. You see, what You I... haven't answered my... I'm trying. You just need to let me talk. Why am I here? You shut up. You won't let it. No, you won't let it! I'm the one who talks! Okay, mouth shut! Ears open! You haven't had You do not want to see me get out of this chair! What's going on, everybody out there in podcast land? You have once again reached the airwaves of the greatest podcast to broadcast from an undisclosed location somewhere in the greatest country in the world, the United States of America. You have reached... Strange things are afoot at the Circle K, and I am your illustrious host, Johnny Motherfucking Doe. How's it going, everybody? Uh, it's going pretty good over here because I'm on leave today, so I thought I'd crack the mic on another podcast. So um, that ties into this subject that I want to talk about on today's podcast. I'm on leave today. Um. Which is like taking a vacation day, right? This is what the everyday Americans, like myself, have to do if we want to, you know, do any kind of extracurricular activities a lot of times. We got to take a day off work, all right? So that's what separates us from them. When you talk about us from them, I'm not talking about Democrat versus Republican, black versus white, American versus non-American. No, the people that I can relate to, the people that are in my fam, if you will, the people that, um, well, quite frankly, I make this podcast for is the everyday working class people of the world, not just America. I am the everyday American. And I only have an American uh, perspective. But there's a lot of people out there that are just grinding it out. And why do I do this podcast? Well, um, there's a couple different reasons. But the big reason is, well, Nancy Pelosi showed me, I should say reminded me, why I do this podcast. Recently... She was caught in San Francisco getting her hair did in a salon that she has voted on keeping closed. They think um, that these businesses just have infinite amounts of money and can just not have customers and stay closed. So, you know, she says in San Francisco, all these companies have to stay closed because of COVID. And then what does she do? Privately, Behind closed doors, she wants to go get her hair done, is not wearing a mask, and is being a complete fucking hypocrite. And I'm not surprised. 
I think most of them are like this. Democrat, Republican, they're all, they're all a bunch of fucking cowards that do not practice what they preach. My first role or rule, I should say, in being a leader is do as I do, not just as I say. Um, anyone that's ever served with me before uh, in the military knows that if you have me as a leader, you might not like me. Uh, I might rub you the wrong way. I can be extremely abrasive sometimes, but I'm not a hypocrite. I'm never going to ask you to do something that I can't do myself. If I'm not proficient at certain tasks, I don't expect you to be more proficient than I am. Um, if I have a certain standard and I tell you not to behave in certain ways, I don't behave in those ways. Um, and none of us are perfect. That's the thing. And it would be one thing if Nancy Pelosi got busted and was like, yeah, I now see the hypocrisy. I'm completely wrong. Um, I should probably think about my position on keeping things closed or I understand uh, why the owner released this. No, she's running damage control like all the rest of these politicians that they're trying to figure out how to spin it to show that she wasn't doing anything wrong or it's someone else's fault or yada, yada, yada. And I do this podcast because I realize that most people that have voices, the loudest voices, think of the top 10 biggest podcasts. Think of all the celebrities that are on talk shows. Think of all the politicians, or I should say career politicians like Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden um, that have been in politics for 30, 40 years, they're so disconnected from what it's like to be an everyday working class person that's just trying to put food on the table, pay your bills. You know, you're excited that if every six years you could buy a new car, you're excited if you can go on vacation for two weeks with your family and you got to save up all year to do it. And if you do a podcast like I do, I have to wait for days off. I have to wait for not even just days off, but like multiple days off because most of my days off, like uh, last weekend, I was just repairing shit around my house and fixing my fence and staining my fence, mowing the lawn, getting caught up on all the fucking housework shit. The Nancy Pelosi's of the world have someone to do it for them. They have nothing but time on their hand because Lord knows they don't do anything for us in the government except spend our money. Spend our money. Take our money and then spend it and waste it and and pretends like they are in touch with what their constituents want. Well, you know, after years and years of consuming media, Movies, TV shows, music, podcasts, and seeing that most of the voices that I listen to, I'd be like, how are they? Okay, I want to believe this because I like this person. And they're telling me this, so maybe maybe I'm not seeing something right. And then I really start to dive into it and go, how, okay, how can they think this way? And then one day I just had an epiphany. They are so disconnected from the real world that of course they have these opinions. They're not even like faking it. Some of them are, but they, they truly believe this ideological bullshit 
because they are so disconnected. They have personal assistants. They have someone booking them trips. No one really criticizes them. You know, they, they have to have a persona on social media. They're just phonies. And then I started listening to podcasts and realized that most of the podcasts are already established, you know, C-list and D-list celebrities, people that are trying to diversify their brand, quote unquote, uh, comedians and aspiring comedians and people aspiring to do this or trying to be big. And they are towing the line of a corporation or a political agenda for reasons of uh, who knows what their reasons are. I'm sure it's the almighty dollar. Capitalism always wins in the end. And I'm no better than the next person. I need money to pay my bills as well. But that's the beauty of this podcast is it's a hobby. It's not monetized. I never plan on monetizing it. I'm not saying I never would, um, but that is not the plan. That's not the intention. If there was a way to monetize it through just, um, I don't even know how I could do it without uh, some kind of, well, Joe Rogan did a pretty good job of it years ago, but now he's bought and sold like all the rest of them. Um, You know, as soon as he, goes to Spotify on September 1st, which was yesterday. Who's his first guest? Miley fucking Cyrus. It's like watching Entertainment Tonight. And what made him big are like Alex Jones and Eddie Bravo and Fight Companions and fun shit like that. I'm not saying he's not going to do that, but he's also going to toe the line a little bit. I heard that Spotify has already removed his... uh, Alex Jones podcast, which was probably one of his biggest ever. Well, that's what happens. And Joe Rogan, he's extremely, he entertains the shit out of me. But my problem um, is not with Joe Rogan, it's with myself. That I listened to him and took his advice a little too literally. Not understanding that he's not me, he's not you. He's not an everyday working stiff. He's coming from a perspective that most of us can't relate to. So if him or his guests are talking about, man, just work out every day. Why would I not work out? Like he said the other day to somebody, someone says, you ever you know, forget to work out or you don't have time? He's like, how would I forget? Do I, I don't forget to sleep. I don't forget to eat. How would I forget to work out? Well, you can only have that perspective if you are not a, you know, you don't have regular, you don't live in the real world because the real world takes time. You know, you can do back-to-back three-hour podcasts when that's your job, that's your full-time job and uh, you do spots at the comedy store and you got somebody, uh, you know, you got managers and assistants and all that bullshit. And Joe Rogan, don't get me wrong, I, I love Joe Rogan. Um, but he doesn't live in the real world. And so once I started really diving into it, you see that he has some good opinions and he's a very smart guy. But you also see some of his opinions are formed because he, his bubble and his sphere of influence are nothing but other rich people and aspiring entertainers and actors. And, and you know, one of his friends was on the other day, a, a comedian, he was talking about when he went to a liberal arts college and you're like, 
nobody in the real world does that because if you go to college, you need a degree that actually pays your bills. And that's not the liberal arts. And so you have a completely different perspective. I'm not saying that's the wrong way to do life. But if you're trying to do entertainment and you're trying to please other people, your opinions are going to be formed differently than somebody that every day is a strap hanger, clocking in, clocking out, driving, commuting to work. I mean, the reason you own a car is different based on your commute, where you live, what you need it for, how big is your family, all that stuff. You know, someone like Joe Rogan, he doesn't have to compromise because he, he can just have eight different cars. A normal working person, chances are, if you listen to this, you have one or two cars and you have to compromise. A lot of times, and, and I'm someone that I like to have nice stuff and I like to have my toys and stuff like that, but even I have to compromise on my vehicles. I can't, I have something, I need something that checks a lot of blocks. I can't have something that's just uh, impractical. I, I've tried, but I always end up getting rid of it because it's just so impractical. Um, and so you see that their opinions are formulated different. And and I put all these celebrities in the same boat. And so when a guy like Joe Rogan has a Miley Cyrus on or something, um, that's so much different than a Cameron Haynes. I remember when Cameron Haynes was on uh, one time and he still has a like a regular job. I can't remember what it is, but you know it's a good paying job, but he's a blue collar guy. He's a regular guy. Now he has a brand and he's you know a public figure and all that stuff, but he's still a regular guy. And so he's probably pretty close to having to deal with all the regular shit that you and I have to deal with. And Joe Rogan, for the life of him, could not understand why he still is working that job. And, you know, Cameron Haynes tried to explain, well, you know, I got a pension, I got this, I got, you know, uh, insurance, you know, and Joe Rogan is just, it just goes over his head. Um, and Joe Rogan and people like him on his podcast constantly and I don't think they're trying to do it, but they don't realize how disrespectful they are to the working community saying, oh, you're you know wasting your life in a cubicle or do, you know uh, doing this or doing that, working all these shitty jobs, quote unquote, which I've said before on this podcast, those shitty jobs that you and I do are the ones that keep the lights on for his podcast, the ones that build the equipment and engineer the equipment that he uses for his podcast that... Um, you know, somebody has to, all those t-shirts he wears, somebody has to manufacture those, you know, all those, um, supplements that he's trying to sell you. Somebody has to manufacture those. Okay. And these aren't just losers in the world that, um, don't want to follow his path or can't follow his path. Some of them can't, uh, I'll put myself in that category, but, um, a lot of us don't want to, we want to be regular people. You know, everybody would like to make more money or thinks they want to be famous, thinks they want to be um, a movie star or something like that. I think everybody goes through that phase where they think that'd be cool. And luckily, um, through my some of my jobs where I'm a little bit more of a local public figure, no matter if I was a school teacher or recruiter, uh, when I was in the Big Brothers program or I was a coach, I mean, all these different things, you know, people... Uh, would see you at the store and constantly want to talk to you about these things because they see you as as someone that's always working and oh I want to talk to you about my kid because I know that you're his teacher and you and you start behaving differently I started going to different grocery stores that I knew that 
it weren't in my school district and I wouldn't have to run into anybody. And that was such a low level. Like Joe Rogan's at 100, I was at like 0.05, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, I recognized very quickly that that's not the life that I wanted. I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to promote myself. I don't want to try to be famous. I don't want people to know me. I don't want to walk out my door and, and have people waving at me. I don't want people stopping me in the grocery store or stop me at a restaurant to talk to me uh, when I'm with my wife. Um, there's some of the some of the best times that I've had with my wife. We actually leave and go to, you know, the a surrounding town where we don't know anybody, and we know we can walk around and we don't have to worry about getting stopped. and And I don't want to say harassed because it's not harassed. It's just you. I just like anonymity and I like disconnecting, um, which sometimes doesn't mesh with my personality because I'm a very uh, well. Obviously, if you've listened to this podcast, I'm I, I put my opinions out there. I wear my emotions on my sleeves. Uh, I talk to everybody. I'm very inviting in a lot of ways. I engage a lot of people. Um, but but when I turn that off, I just want to be completely disconnected from it. So um, I think that there's definitely people that, I think most people, if they got a taste of fame, they wouldn't want it, to be honest with you. And I think that a lot of times these celebrity types uh, and these politicians, they're so used to going after that, they just assume that everybody wants it. So they see themselves as winners and everyone else as losers, that we're taking some consolation prize. Uh, and I don't see it that way. I see people that have great careers and jobs that enable them to live the kind of life that they want, and they are not. They don't have to deal with the Twitter mob or fame or, or any of the bullshit that comes with it, and they're fine with that. That's... That's what they want to do. And those are the people that should be celebrated in this country because that's, you know, I don't give a shit how much tax dollars some celebrity is giving um, to whatever, to the government. If somebody's not there to do the work, repair the infrastructure, build the roads, um, provide the health care, provide the services of health care, you know, building the hospitals, running the hospitals, being a doctor, practicing in the hospitals, you need those people, okay? That is what the world is. And we've lost sight of that because we're so enthralled with these celebrities. And and I put politicians in that celebrity realm because of social media, everyone's, you know, trying to, trying to be this celebrity. And um, we value their opinions and they're not, they're not, they're not forged in the fires of the real world. They are so disconnected. I mean, it's so easy for these people to be disconnected from reality. And it doesn't take long. I, I think that it would probably, because I see it in the military, because you, you see it sometimes where you see a guy as a sergeant or a staff sergeant. They're still out, especially in the infantry. They're out with the guys. They're getting muddy. They're spilling blood in the same mud. They're you know shooting, moving and communicating. They're in the suck. They're not showering for seven days. They're doing all that shit. Then you get to be a, a sergeant first class, which my rank is, and you're doing less of that because you're now the platoon sergeant. And so you have like a little separate tent. You're going to command meetings. You're not in the field as much. If you're in a combat zone, you're barely going outside the wire. Once you get to an E8, master sergeant or first sergeant position, um, you're definitely never going out outside the wire. You're not going on missions. You're not in the field with the guys, except like, hey, I'm going to go PT with the guys today. And then you go back to your fucking air-conditioned building. 
And when you get to be sergeant major, you're definitely not doing any real training. And it's the same on the officer side. And so you see people in the military that they were real connected with soldiers. And then after two, three, four years of being at a certain rank where they're not in the field with the guys, they're not experiencing the same things that they're experiencing. They're, they have a little bit more cush, posh lifestyle as far as the army goes. Their perspectives start to change. Their opinions start to change. They start acting different in their leadership style a lot of times becomes different. And so a lot of people will tell me, hey, you should vote for John McCain or you should vote for, you know, General Flynn or, or you know, General Mattis or whoever else that's trying to be in the political spheres that was in the military. And I always say the same thing. Those people have been high level officers for so long. They're they're not going to do anything for the regular guys in the military, <laughs> you know, because they're so disconnected from those guys. They, their life in the military, if you ever get a chance to meet a general, um, they act just like, they act almost more pompous and arrogant than, than a CEO of a big corporation. They think their shit doesn't stink and they cannot be bothered with uh, the, the plight of a normal soldier. They are so far removed from being an actual soldier, it's not even funny. Okay, They are essentially a politician. Once you get to a certain rank in the in the army, and I'm sure it's like this in every branch, it becomes extremely political and it's all about you scratch my back, I scratch yours, and it's kind of disgusting. That's one of the reasons why at the rank that I'm at, I know for me to get promoted, it, it all becomes political after that. And that's why I'm fighting it like hell, trying not to get promoted, which is very hard in the military because if, if you turn down promotions, they can kick you out um, because they they... <laughs> They take it personal, I guess, you know, there's a, there's a couple different reasons. I'm not going to get into it, but, uh, my point is that, you know, it has a shelf life where you have to compromise and change your philosophy to really buy into a new leadership style, which is not leading from the front. And it's something I can't really get behind. Uh, that's why I think my days are numbered in the military. If you're a avid listener of this podcast, you know that, that, um, Every couple of years, I have that come to Jesus where am I getting the fuck out? And I always get roped back in. But, um, you know, the job that I'm doing, the reason I'm doing it is because I get to be with the soldiers and I get to see people in the beginning of their career and help mentor them. And uh, that kind of scratches the itch for me. I don't think I can just be someone that leads from behind a PowerPoint screen in a boardroom somewhere in a conference room. Um, reading operational orders and giving people their marching orders and shit. That's that's not my style. But uh, that's the best analogy I can use uh, to compare, you know, the army life to these celebrities that are so disconnected. They're just disconnected. And so I felt obligated to do a podcast really that is the voice of an everyday working class person because, you know, I... Uh, make no bones about it. I'm probably going to vote for Trump. Um, I'm definitely not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a registered independent. Um, but the the reason why I talk about politics so much is because I think that I am that silent majority in this country that's underrepresented that we're just tired of the bullshit. We're just tired of taking it in the ass from these elites in this fucking country and thinking that we're just going to play step and fetch it and keep electing them 
and not understanding that the reason why people like me vote for Trump is because we want to, one, give a big fuck you to the system, and two, we want the government out of our fucking business. We're sick of them telling us, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, go to work, don't go to work. Here, uh, we're going to give you a stimulus check, but you're going to, it's going to, you know, your grandkids are going to be paying for it. And um, taxes are going to go up as soon as Joe Biden gets in the office or someone like him and so on and so forth. You just I get fucking tired of the government's overreach in this country. I believe in personal freedoms to the point of give me cops, give me firefighters, have someone build my roads, um, you know, maybe have the FDA, maybe even have Social Security uh, and maybe have. Uh, it's a very low level welfare for like people that are literally starving to death. But other than that, I don't want government. I don't want them or need them to do anything. I don't think, I don't understand why we pay a federal income tax. I understand a local income tax, city, county, state, because they have sway over your life. They're building your roads, your schools, your infrastructure, their, you know, the, the policies, the business licenses, all that stuff. So I understand they need revenue. What's the federal government need again if all the states are doing that? Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, I'm fine with Trump just fucking, you know, firebombing that shit because I'm, I'm, I'm glad someone's in there that's making all the career politicians and especially all the celebrities just lose their fucking minds because they are at least Trump is trying to give a voice to some of those working class people. I know he's not one of us. I know he's just some fucking billionaire, but he's the closest thing that we're ever going to have in the fucking White House, unfortunately. And it's no different than this podcast. People say, well, anybody can be president. No, my podcast will never compete with big podcasts. It's always going to be buried in the bottom of iTunes or Spotify or wherever else. It's never going to get a push. It's never going to get profiled. Look at iTunes when they have, you know, the, 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 the um, podcast that they're profiling. And it's always a new podcast that they're giving a push because it's some celebrity or some media company that's working something from the back end, getting their promotional shit out there. They're not actually listening to podcasts, trying to find who, where the next talent is or something that has a credible voice or, or, or trying to find actual diversity. No, it's it's all a corporate fucking bullshit of trying to promote the media types that they're trying to promote. No more or no less. Joe Rogan kind of slipped in the cracks. That's why so many people love him, including me, is because even though he's still a liberal voice and he's still a Hollywood guy, he has voices on his podcast that at least talk sense sometimes, every once in a while. Not as many as I would like, not as many as he used to, but yeah, he, he'll have you know, some, some staunch conservative voices. You'll have, uh, military people, CIA people, people in the government, people that are, you know, like Cameron Haynes that still have a regular job. So he has people like that. Um, so I can't hate on him for that. My microphone just came unlatched. Hold on a second, guys. Like I said, uh, I'm an everyday guy. So I don't, I don't, it's not like I do studio prep before I do this. This fucking thing. Fuck this microphone. Just talk amongst yourselves. This fucking piece of shit. 
Who do I... I'm going to write my goddamn congressman. Why is this not fucking attaching to my desk? Okay. My fucking little arm thing. <laughs> I am such a fuck up. I just went on a rant about why this podcast is never going to be big. And then I sit there on the air and try to fucking screw in my piece of shit microphone that I've had for three years. <laughs> I'm such a fucking loser when it comes to this fucking show. God damn it. All right. <clears throat> this is just fucking pissing me off. I'm trying to tighten this shit up. <laughs> it just fuck. You know what? I'm not going to subject you to this. I'm pausing it. Uh, Instagram is a good metaphor for life in 2020 because there is no reality on Instagram. It's all filters and a snapshot of something good in somebody's life or them flexing about something, and it's not reality. It's not only um, biased toward just the shit that they want to show, but then they put, uh, they you know, color correct it, and there's that the face app that makes you look better or skinnier or whatever. And then there's all those filters and all that shit. That is a metaphor for life. Just trying to get truth is extremely hard. And I'm not here trying to spit facts. What I'm here trying to do is spit opinions based in reality of the real world, not coming from some super implicit bias. I mean, I have an implicit bias because we all do, but not I don't tow a party line or I don't tow, I don't have an agenda. I'm not trying to convert people to one side or another. I'm just trying to get people to think for themselves and have common sense and not just consume all this media and just take it as gospel and just go, yeah, this is what the truth is. It's, it's, there's so much, we are, we are being lied to and manipulated not even on a daily basis, on an on, on an hourly basis, if not minute by minute through. I mean, you just read the shit that social media says. Like, was it last week President Trump gave a speech at the RNC? And then I immediately, like, if you watch it on, uh, on CNN, they had to constantly interject in the middle of the speech to say, oh, we just have to say this, this is false and everything. They just could not just let the president talk. And then they repackaged it later on, cut it up into little segments and tried to tell you what the president meant by what he was saying. Even though when I watched it in its entirety, I didn't take it like that. But if I just watched the CNN reporting on it, I would have took it completely different. And I would be like, oh, that's what he meant? Oh, that's what he was saying? Because they paraphrase and then put words in his mouth and clip it up and edit it a certain way. And it's just so disingenuous. I just wish the media had enough respect for you and I to just put a raw speech out there and let us have our opinions based on what we saw, not based on someone else's opinion telling us what to think. And I'm sure I'm guilty of it on this podcast before, but I try really hard not to say, here, I'm going to play this and this is what they were trying to say to you. No, listen to it for what it is. Um, you know, most people are smart enough to figure that shit out. But unfortunately, we're so, they, they can manipulate us so easily because we're so fucking busy. Like I said, keeping the lights on, paving the roads, you know, uh, making the donuts, building the cars, 
Um, you know, building people's houses, you know, you know, working in hospitals, schools, police departments. The blue collar people are too busy to really pay too much of attention. So it's everything's in passing now. And because we have these phones in our pocket and, you know, I got an Apple watch and it'll give me little alerts and, and there's just a blurb. And I can't tell you how many times that I read a headline and I go, okay, let me read this. And like in the third paragraph in, it almost contradicts the headline. The headline is so clickbaity bullshit. All of them are doing it. All the news organizations are doing clickbait shit now. And um, if you just read the headlines, you're not getting the full story. And even when you read the full story, you're not getting the full story. But most people are smart enough, I think, they can glean the truth after they read the whole story. They go, okay, this now I kind of see what they're doing here. But the headline itself, you're like, what? Oh, my God. Um, So I'm going to continue to do to be the voice until I feel like that we have enough of them out there and then I can exit stage left. Um, Because, yeah, this isn't my job. (laughs) This is my hobby. I'm not, you know, I'm not exiting stage left quite yet because I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy uh, giving my opinions and I'm not right about everything, but I always try to be honest. There's a difference between being correct and being honest. You can be honest and be incorrect because you're coming at a, it's really your view based on your experiences and maybe your assessment is incorrect, but it doesn't mean you're not being honest. Okay. Like you can have a math problem, right? But if you used a calculator, then you're dishonest, but you're still correct. Get what I'm saying? If I make an honest attempt to get a math problem, I did all the long division and multiplication and try to figure out the formulas and I'm wrong, doesn't mean that I wasn't honorable in my intentions because I did everything that I knew to do and just came up with the wrong answer. I think that's a lot of Americans is, is they are honest and they're just, they just either don't have the right information and they're just calculating wrong. And then there's the people you see in the media that they know the truth and they're going to spin it and they're going to uh, repackage it. They're going to paraphrase and they're going to treat you like a fucking idiot because that's what, you know, spoiler alert, the media, the all those podcasters I was talking about, all those politicians, all those celebrities, they truly 100% believe we're all idiots. Make no mistake, they have no respect for the everyday working American in this country. None. They All their movies are about real people for the most part, except, you know, Marvel movies and shit like that. But like, you'll see a movie about a lawyer or a doctor or somebody going through a divorce or regular, these, all these regular people, right? And they have to research how to play a regular person because <laughs> they're so disconnected. It's like, oh, well, let me go spend some time with someone that works, uh, works as an accountant so I can get into their headspace and understand, you know, it's like, these people don't even know how much money they have in their fucking checking account at any given time unless their personal assistant tells them. Um, they think you're an idiot. They they have no respect for you, and the politicians do as well. And we are seeing lots of voices right now that don't want to buy in to the narrative that people are spreading. They have moved so many people to the Trump camp that would never vote for Trump, that don't even necessarily like Trump, like myself, to say, no, I'm going to vote for Trump just to say fuck you to the system and say fuck you to uh, all the other uh, people 
that are trying to steer a narrative. And I shouldn't even say I don't like Trump because I didn't at first, but I like him now because I really do think, I told my wife the other day, I go, you know, he seems like a fucking idiot, (laughs) but I think he's a genius because the way that he's able to troll and manipulate people and make them lose their fucking minds, it's like some Jedi mind shit. And maybe I'm giving him way too much credit, but I think he's on a, he's playing on a different level. And it's almost like not a fair fight because he's in the political realm and he just brings a different skill set to the table. I don't know how else to put it. And I don't have respect for him and a lot of things that he's done or or whatever. But I think that he has the... I think he has his finger on the pulse a little bit more than most politicians do. I think he understands that there's a giant hole in this country of people that feel like they don't have voices and we're pissed. And so that's the reason why I think that a lot of people are going to that camp because they're just fucking sick of the bullshit. You know, ideology aside, most of us, you know, the politics, we don't live and die by, you know, abortion or, or fucking Medicare, Medicaid or fucking Obamacare or whatever things irritate us, but we're willing to do whatever's what's best for the country. We, we don't get into that minutia, minutia of stuff. We just want our basic personal freedoms and want our leaders to be accountable, be responsible and do the right fucking thing. And we have a, a huge vacuum of leadership in this country. Really, across the board, not just in politics, but I see it every day. I see it in the military. So, um, yeah. So anyway, that's basically what I want to talk about on this podcast. I'm not going to keep droning on about it, but I wanted to tell all my listeners that I'm in the same boat as you. I got to take days off to do stuff like this. I got to, after I get off of this and, and, and upload it, I got to go get tags, get my one of my uh, cars licensed, get the tags renewed. Uh, earlier, I had to go ship something back to Amazon and and uh, walk my dogs and feed my dogs. And then I got to, I'm going to do some dusting later because um, my wife is back at work since she's a school teacher and I'm going to help out around the house a little bit. And I did some laundry. That is what normal people have to do. We have to worry about that shit. We have to worry about what the cost of laundry detergent is or if our store doesn't have it because the manufacturing got shut down and now we can't do laundry. Where Nancy Pelosi just calls one of her cronies and somebody hooks her up. She doesn't have to do without anything. Joe Rogan doesn't have to do without anything. Why did I just put him in the same sentence as Nancy Pelosi? That's not fair. I'm just saying the celebrity types or whatever, they just can't relate to that. They just don't understand what it's like for their everyday working person when there's a little bit of struggle and there's no toilet paper or meat at the grocery store or something, how how massively that affects us. Or if, God forbid, you work for one of those companies and they lay you off and shut you down, it becomes a massive problem. Like, this is one of the last things I'll say before. I didn't want to make this a, a huge, long podcast. But um, I'm, I have a, uh, a Jeep Gladiator, a uh, recent purchase of mine. And I'm on these forums on Facebook where it's, you know, owners 
talking about, you know, upgrades or issues with the car, or whatever else. I'm, I'm real big into car culture in the sense of if I have a car, I go onto the uh, web message boards and stuff. And it's, it's a great community of supporters and people telling you how to fix things or whatever else. And so I noticed that, like, there's some people that are having issues with their car. They take it to the service shop and the part. Um, is backlogged for like three months or something. They can't get their car fixed. Well, if it's an issue where you can't drive it, then that's three months that you're trying to figure out how to get back and forth to work. That's not a problem that's ever going to be talked about or even recognized from the elite in this country. Um, the, The celebrity types, the politician types like that, that they don't understand that you can't just go get a part somewhere or just drive one of your other cars or just get a limo to come pick you up, that that has a huge effect on your daily life when that happens. And that happens that, why is that part backlogged? Because that manufacturing was shut down for four or five months and everything's backlogged. And they don't realize how much that stuff affects our day-to-day life and people are sick of it, especially when they see the CDC numbers that, if you are a healthy American under the age of, you know, 50, you have really almost zero fucking chance that it's going to kill you. And you're shutting down people's and destroying people's lives over it. That's why we need a real perspective to shake these politicians. Leaders used to go to and find the answers like, let me go to these communities and talk to them and talk to the people, the everyday people. We need to get back to that because our politicians are not listening to us. They're listening to poll numbers. Joe Biden has his opinions 100% are swayed by whatever the polls show. And that is not leadership. And that's what's scary to me. Uh, I'm scared by inept leaders that think that the world is just a popula- uh, popularity contest. And if somebody's in need, who gives a shit if it's popular or not? You do where the need is and your leadership is there to convince the people this is why it's important. You're supposed to be there to sway opinions, not to just listen to the opinion and just go with whatever the the mob rule wants. That is not leadership. So be that leader. Be that change you want to see in the world. We need more leaders um, unfortunately, if you're an everyday working stiff like me, you're never going to be able to rise to the top. Doesn't mean you can't fight the good fight, but it's right now the system is broken. Um, but we just have to be a loud voice. Be loud at the polls. Be loud on your social media. Be loud when you're talking to people. And definitely be loud in whatever... Uh, leadership opportunities you have in your job or, you know, lead by example. Don't, don't just, um, don't be a hypocrite like what we see in Washington and and in Hollywood. Those two places, they need to go away. (laughs) They just do. Cause that's, our kids are seeing that shit and thinking that's what reality is. They see celebrities and they see politicians and that's only thing that's on the news and reality stars and, None of that shit's real life. We might as well be watching Game of Thrones and Return of the Jedi because it's as fantasy as those things to most people. You know, it just is. So 
All right. I'm going to sign off. Uh, As always, be kind to one another. Tell a friend about the podcast. And thank you for your support. Peace.